Today, on Commitment to Truth. One of the warnings and cautions I, caution I give new married couples is that there's a place reserved in your heart only for Jesus. And your spouse, how beautiful she is, how handsome he is, how much you love each other, will one day attempt to dethrone Jesus. Or you will attempt to put them in a place in your heart that they don't belong, but only reserved for Christ. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Valentine's Day is a wonderful time when we reflect on the love we have for our mate, whether that's a spouse or a spouse-to-be. If you're married, or even if you're soon to be married, it is important to understand that God makes husband and wife one flesh. In today's message, Pastor Cedric Brown will teach us how we can maintain the oneness of flesh by keeping Christ at the center of our relationships, cultivating trust, and courageously cleaving with your spouse. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. Now this is especially, especially difficult if there's mistrust, moral failures, and not to mention childhood trauma, or trauma from another relationship when you come in. Right, you bring in, you bring in all this this baggage, this Samsonite luggage that you start unpacking in the context of marriage. And, and now it becomes complex. It becomes extremely difficulty, difficult, extremely emotional. But yet, it's, if there is going to be this oneness, there is this cultivating. That's why we, we attach cultivating. Because you never stop. You never start planting. You stop tilling soil. You never stop. It never stops on this side of heaven that you must continually cultivate trust cultivate trust uh, because there you will fail your spouse you will disappoint her you will disappoint him and you will bring in some form of trauma period period elisa's trauma was with her dad she brought that trauma into our marriage and she began to impose her daddy issues on me you know, she began to impose whatever insecurity, idiosyncrasies that was developed through that trauma of the absentee dad and thought that I was going to be that same person. Mm-hmm. Right. So what began to happen were things you want to explain some of the things you, you we, we just. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't trust him. I had to take you back. Um, my dad was not reliable in paying bills. Now, mind you, he worked for General Motors in the early 60s and 70s. Yeah, I'm old. So and he was making good money. But. He couldn't manage his money. He didn't take care of the house. I'd come home one day. We'd, I'd be sitting there in the lights. Go out, oh, daddy didn't pay the bill. Go to turn on the water. The water don't come on. So I, this is what I'm bringing into my marriage. So I come in and I see something, anything that resembles that. Now, mind you, Cedric has not, not paid a bill. But this is what I imposed on him. It's like I'm watching him with a John Dice eye waiting for him to mess up because of the issues with my dad. The one time where I <laughs> I was at the gas station, and I went to pay for my gas um, with a credit card, and it was declined. And so I flipped out. So I called Cedric, did you pay the bill, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, calm down. Yeah, I paid the bill. It's probably fraudulent. Sure enough, somebody had charged on our car. But it took me back to my dad, and I threw it on him, and he was innocent. Yeah, yeah. Now, again, uh, by God's grace, that scenario, I had matured (laughs) because I, you know, 
be proud of that, I would have responded that way. I probably would have just got real quiet. Yeah, quiet. Took the phone off my ear and just let her, <laughs> you know, sound like Charlie Brown, some of you. <laughs> I would just, or I would have hung up. I would just be like, call me back when you're done. And not saying that's right, but that's the way I dealt with that. You follow me? Uh, but over time. That, that played on your childhood trauma. Yeah, exactly. About the words. That yeah, because my, my childhood trauma was I'm the baby of eight and. And most babies get picked on, talked about, you know what I mean, kicked to the curb, all nine yards. So I'm hyperly sensitive of words. And I mean, she, if Lisa said no wrong, I mean, well, why you say no that way? You know, yes. Oh, why you say yes that way? You know, and I, and I, was, I was very hyperly very sensitive. sensitive to words. So it was just like, you know, pain after pain after pain. But we had to step back and I had to begin to. And, you know, ask the question, why? Why am I acting this way? Mm -hmm. Every time she says that, mm -hmm. why is she dethroning Jesus? Why is she dethroning Jesus in this situation? Mm -hmm. You know, but then over time, I began to mature and realize I can't allow her pain to affect me. Mm -hmm. So God had to heal me, take the plank from my eye. Then I began to clearly see her pain and start feeling compassion towards her. Like, no, nah, baby. You know, in my mind, no, I'm not. I'm not your dad. I didn't do that. No, I didn't say that. You follow me? But but I had to process it that way. I'm not. I'm not her dad. She's not attacking me. She's attacking him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to process it that mm -hmm. way. Mm -hmm. And then what it did was gave me greater compassion for Lisa, mm -hmm. greater empathy. Began to know how to pray, pray for, for her. Mm -hmm. You follow me? And then it caused her to be healed, washing her with the word. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, you know how I used to wash it with the word? Babe, you know the Bible, the Bible says. Yeah. The Bible. And can you imagine what my response was? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the way I used to wash her. Well, you know, and that's the way I took it. Well, let me, you know, such and such, such. Now, here he go. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, here you go. You know, you know, then it just mm -hmm. boop, boop, blows up. You know, versus, no, washing her with the word of God is live, being a living testament of the word of God to my wife then it will grow to a point that I can give her a passage of scripture mm -hmm. but she has to first read it to trust me enough to wash her with it and part of it is bringing healing in her life being the being the conduit and the advocate of healing in her so but here's the deal <laughs> sometimes you can't figure it out on your own just like there were times that I would call Joe and, and Brett and, and be like, Lisa's tripping again. I can't believe her. And, and they would just listen to me. And the first thing they did was turn me, my eyes turn on me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Joe said to me, he's with the Lord now because he was probably 70 something back then. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming unless he's 100 or something. But mm -hmm. <laughs> um, the... He just said this simple, gave me this simple reply. He's, he says, Cedric, uh, do you believe God's all-powerful? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, he's all-powerful. Well, do you believe he's powerful enough to change your wife? I'm like, oh, dang, yeah, you're right. He says, so back away, leave her alone, and let God deal with her. Mm -hmm. It was the greatest revelation mm -hmm. and even tool that I still use today, because mm -hmm. there'll be certain exactly. things that maybe she mm -hmm. don't see it yet, I may now suggest it 
And now if she doesn't respond, well, back I back off. away. Mm-hmm. Now, back away doesn't mean, well, it is what it is, you know. <laughs> and she just gonna, Don't back away you know, with an attitude. You know I mean? God's <laughs> just going to strike you down and you're going to hell. And it's none of that. You back away with, with, with grace. You back away still loving her, still mm-hmm. connected to her, mm-hmm. still cultivating trust rather than cutting it off. Yeah. And then pulling away, mm-hmm. and then now you got to repair that breach. Mm-hmm. You follow me? You love them. Yeah. Through, you love you love the spouse through it. So you would need third parties. Some, sometimes right? you have to, if you're clashing and you just can't seem to get on the right path. Please, 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 don't be ashamed to get outside help from a third party. You want Christian counseling to help get you back on track. This is not your best friend that's going to sit up and agree with you. Yeah, girl, he awful. Mm-hmm, that's my husband. He do that too. But yeah, girl. No, you need somebody that's going to point you to the word of God and to Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah you funny, you funny. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's the truth. Yeah, we'll we'll go to our friends, and our friends will pet us yeah, to death because yeah, they love us. Instead yeah, of telling us, yeah. girl, you got issues. You got a booger in your nose. You need to check first yeah, before you start yeah, dealing with him. Yeah. Seriously, you know, you need somebody that's going to get in your grill and tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah that's, exactly. That's yeah, you know, because mis- misery loves company. And those you familiar know, spirits yeah, no. will find each other every time. And yeah. I don't know how it does it. It's one of them crazy things. But you will find somebody. you going through it too. you going through it too. And yeah. it's just a great big pity party. Yeah. And nobody's iron is sharpening anybody's iron. Yeah. Yeah, you get guys, oh, man, your wife tripping too? Yeah, my wife's tripping too, man. She tripping. I don't know what's over your wife. Your, your wife, man, she, she acting that way too? You know, and, and before you know it, you have done nothing. Matter of fact... You, all you've done is defamed your wife. Right? I mean, that's all you've done. It's really defamed her and done nothing to help the marriage. So the best voices you need, and many times you need to go, the third party is beyond your family. Oh, and, yeah. and, and because family, unfortunately, they take sides. will take sides. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't take sides, but you know what they do? They kind of keep an account of wrong a little longer mm-hmm. than you do, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So Lisa and I can have an argument. Well, we could be done over it in a week or a day. <laughs> but if you told your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother, chances are they'd like calculating. Oh, uh-huh. how many times has he done that? Mm-hmm. How many times has she mm-hmm. done that? Mm-hmm. How many times? Oh, mm-hmm. okay, well, it's time for you to leave, right? Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, and, and they'll just start calculating and keep an account of wrong. Mm-hmm. But God has already healed your heart. Mm-hmm. You follow me? And it's moved your marriage beyond that. Mm-hmm. So if you can't let everybody in your business. Yeah, you cannot exactly. let everybody, because yeah. everybody is not for you. You don't want to seek the counsel of a marriage mm-hmm. that's fa- of a person who's in a marriage that's failing. Mm-hmm. You don't. You seek the counsel of marriages that are succeeding. Over the years, I have encountered countless people who do not feel loved by their parents, their spouses, their children, or anyone at all. This unloved feeling, I've also witnessed, possesses the power to cause them to ponder the seemingly never-ending question, does God love me? Like them, I too have wrestled with this frustrating question, which eventually manifested itself in many tangible ways, such that those closest to me found themselves engulfed by their flames. You can purchase this book and others by Cedric Brown at cedricbrown.com. And don't wait, please don't wait till the, the wheels have all fallen off the wagon before you seek help. Be, be quick, 
be quick. Uh, I think we maybe we need to go talk to somebody. Yep. And don't feel like it means like you're weak or anything. Exactly right. You just you hit a little stumbling block and you need a little help over yeah. it, and that's okay. And we all yeah. have those. And, and I think blocks. I think we kind of stumbled on that. No one ever told us to do that. Mm -mm. We stumbled. I was just because I because you know what it really started with. I think with me at least, and maybe you as well. Is that I had men in my life, life that's it. that were discipling me mm -hmm. and pouring into me. So there was this easy transition to say, well, shucks, we're already talking about difficult things. Well, let me tell you about my marriage. I mean, we, it was almost like there was a season early on. It was like, okay, hey, Brett. Hey, Brett. Hey, Brett. There's something else. There's something, and it was like we didn't, we didn't let, it, we didn't let uh, the, the issues dig roots. Mm -hmm. You follow me? You know, we didn't go down with, you know, the sun didn't go down on our anger. Mm -hmm. You know, we, well, we might have had to stay up a yeah. couple of nights. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, no, there, there were times. We were up late dealing with the issues. Issues, yeah. You know, it's like we're not going to sleep until we deal with this. And and there, and maybe we, it was round two the next day, but <laughs> but we, you know, we just learned to let's, we got to talk through this and, and do it fairly. Mm-hmm. You don't disrespect no. each other. You don't call each other names. Yes. And you don't say, well, I guess we need to get a divorce. divorce. You don't ever throw that word out there. Because that breeds mistrust. Exactly right. If, if, if something can upset you so bad and you're ready to discard me, yep. of course, my guards are going to go up. So I'm going I'm to watch you carefully. Yep. Yep. And I, my trust for you is. You know, think about that. Then now you want me like the next day, a month, you know, a month later to be cool with you. What? You just told me you wanted to divorce me a month ago. Mm -hmm. And do you want to be intimate? Do you want me to just not remember? And and was it sticks and stones, May? Break my bones, but words would never hurt me. Biggest what lie Words ever told. don't die. Mm -hmm. I bet you can remember every negative word spoken over you from when you this high. Yeah. Yeah. They don't yeah. die. So you, we have to be careful how we talk to our spouse. Even out of anger, I know you're angry, and you might not mean it, mm -hmm. but don't say it. Don't yeah. put it out there. Yeah. As soon as you put it out there, the enemy can grab it and yeah. wear it out. Exactly right. And then it becomes accumulative. Mm -hmm. You know, it just starts building, you know, uh, that lump under the rug that eventually you trip over. Mm -hmm. That's the importance of dealing with it, dealing with it, dealing with it. But you can't, you can't get to that point of trusting each other enough until Christ is the center. Mm -hmm. Christ doesn't become the, uh, you know, uh, someone doesn't become an idol over Christ, right? And then it leads to trust, you know, or you, again, because you're now vulnerable because you trust him. him. Amen. You trust him and you're willing to deal with the tough, awkward conversations because you trust him. Mm -hmm. You follow me? And, and that he wants what's best for you. Which then leads to our final point, to cleave. So Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 goes, well, it says again, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now, we, we inserted the word courageously, because to cleave to each other, you got to do it courageously. So you have to always courageously cleave. It, again, it's not a one and done cleaving. You know, okay, I left my parents' home. Now we're together. We've cleaved. Mm -hmm. That's only the introductory stages of cleaving. <laughs> All right? But cleaving is never one done. And listen to this. It is a lifetime, lifetime of service 
to each other. It's a lifetime service to each other. And we're going through, some of you know, some, some difficult things with Lisa's mom. And I believe this is our, one of our lifetime uh, of service that I'm actually going through right now because it is very easy for me right now, guys, uh, because my mother-in-law needs a lot of Lisa's attention and we're in that stage of life that kids are grown and gone. They don't really need us. It's not our time, right? I have my wife back. No kids. Oh, praise the Lord. I have my wife back, right? So I can cleave to her, right? Even more. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm, my, my wife is, is, if you will, mothering mom now. As some of you know what I'm talking about. She's mothering mom, which means her time is now, again, once what? Divided. You know, give you a perfect example. So a friend of mine knew uh, and has known that we're going through this. And he says, hey, man, I know you guys are going through this. You need a break because we, th- we just blew through our anniversary. Yeah. It was January well, we 5th. We went to dinner, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. like his normal. And we just blew yeah. through it. And, and earlier service, we forgot what we did. Did, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, that's very momentous, you know. Uh, but um, so from a husband perspective, I'm thinking, well, how do I serve Lisa? You know, what can I do? Because I know she's just swamped. She's just been going, 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 going. So a friend says, hey, you can use our, our place. So I text Lisa. I say, hey, guess what? You know, so-and-so said we could use this place during these days. Please lock him in. You know, Lisa replied, what are we going to do with mom? Emotionally, guys, you know what it did? It, it, it had the potential to take me back to when our kids were seven, eight, nine years old. <laughs> that every time we had a conversation about doing something together, what are we going to do with the kids? What are we going to do with the kids? And it, and it had that same emotional kind of uh, like, mm. so by God's grace, I grew up. <laughs> I didn't say anything. And Lord said, just give her some space. Give her some time. Right. And we didn't even talk about it until Lisa brought her back up. She said, you know what? I, I need that time away. I need that time away. I, I, I need to get away. You follow what I'm saying? It, it was I could have easily went in. Well, you know what? And started acting like the third, the fourth, fourth child, child, like we do. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're, I can't get my way. You see me over here? You're not paying attention to me. Please, Lisa, pay attention to me, Lisa. And demanded her attention. I could have got it, but it still would have been divided, disconnected. It wouldn't have been a cleaving moment. You follow me? Mm-hmm. And, and so, so there is this lifetime of service that never, ever goes away never goes away until you go home to be with Jesus. So there's three words we find in this verse. You want to give us the first two, baby? Leave means to depart from, to be called away, cannot take another, cannot take another with him. You want me to continue? Yeah. Okay. No, you can't take mom and dad with you. Can't take mom and dad with you. (laughs) Joined, to join oneself closely, to glue one thing to another, stick to, and become one to exist, to be present as one. Okay, and we're going to flesh this out a little bit. So, you know, when you look at this becoming one, I mean, the only way we can describe it is that it is a supernatural work of God. Because you, it's, you don't see it with the natural hand. You know, you want to elaborate it's, it's on funny that? As me and Cedric, this is our 35th, 4th year. 34th year. We've been married 34 years. Hey, for the record, guys, just to let you know. <laughs> I'm better at yes you are yes you are yes you are not the date but how many years 
She's like, what number is this? Okay, baby, it's 34. Auntie <laughs> <laughs> Just for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it's a supernatural, and it's only something that God does that it bonds you like this. Because right now, Cedric, like I said, 30, 34 years, he can think something, I'll say it. Or we'll finish each other's sentences. It's the weirdest thing that we have actually become one. And that's how God has designed yeah. marriage to be. Yeah. And, and, and it's amazing through the, again, the transformational work of the Holy Spirit in Lisa, mm -hmm. transformational work in the Holy Spirit in me. He, he chisels away what is not necessary and he begins to make us one. And, and Lisa has a wonderful story of, of uh, illustration that we discussed. You want to share that with them? I have my aunt. She's with the Lord now, but she um, was a reweaver, and it's it's becoming a lost art. You know, everything is throwaway now. But um, she used to men used to bring her their suits when they got holes in them, and what she used to do would was we repair them where it looks like it's new. So she would cut out a piece of material from a hidden place in the the garment. Then she would take it, and then she would straighten out the thread. She tried to show me, but at the time I was a teenager, I didn't care. But it is actually a wonderful art. And she would straighten out the threads on the new piece and straighten out the threads on the old piece so that they could come together and weave together as one. And you couldn't tell that this, had, this was a patchwork job. And this, that's the same God wants with us. We come into marriage. I come in with my baggage from my experiences, my hurts. Same with Cedric, his experiences, his hurts. If you were in a family where the marriage, you didn't see a healthy marriage with your parents, or you, know, you had, like me, daddy issues, all that's coming in and it needs to be dealt with. And we have to be vulnerable and recognize that when you're living with somebody no but good or bad you're going to pick up habits the good habits and the bad habits and you bring in that all into this marriage and it needs to be straightened out his little threads needed to be straightened out letting god be invulnerable for god help me show me where my issues are and the same with her so that you guys can come together and weave as one and it looks like one piece of fabric amen amen, amen. And, and again, right, there, there could be some gaps that are unseen to the natural eye, but guess who feels that? Right? Yeah, yeah, there's a responsibility to each other. There mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. You know, I am to be more like Jesus Christ for Lisa's benefit, right? Not only for me, right? My walk with Christ is not just about me, mm -hmm. but I'm drawing closer to Christ because I am becoming better for Lisa follow me um, and vice versa and, and where we fall short as we begin to keep Christ in the center trust him more he fills the gaps he fills the gaps he's faithful to fill the gaps where we fall short thank you again for listening to our Valentine's Day message from commitment to truth the teaching ministry of commitment church a place for all nations Genesis 224 says a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Valentine's Day is a great day when husband and wife can celebrate that wonderful gift of God, the oneness of flesh, and a great time to remember how to maintain that oneness. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. 
You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.